just give us a breathing space here. But no, 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 no. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna try and keep it just for a moment. Um, <coughs> I, uh, um, you know, um, interesting. I, I, uh, um, <coughs> this morning I, I met someone here, and uh, after I shake her hand and ask her name, she said, "Oh, are you the Domini?" I'm like, I've tried to hide it all along. You know, is it? <coughs> Is it that obvious, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, um, in uh, in in regards to my appearance, you know, I I'm trying. <laughs> but uh, um, so I've got a I've got a mirror at home, in our room. It's this thin one, and every now and then, um, every now and then. You know, my wife's name means honest child, you know. <laughs> so she would say to me, listen, not to be funny, but you're growing. <laughs> so then I would go to this mirror, the specific one, and I know exactly how to stand. If I stand like this, and I don't know what it is, if it's completely subconscious or what it is, but as soon as I stand in front of that mirror, I just tuck a little bit. Right, I it, and then I go, no, I'm not. <laughs> so she says, um, yes, you are. So it's like, no, I'm not. I love that mirror, right? <clears throat> and I love the angle from which I look at myself. So what she does, when I'm not focusing, when I'm relaxed, maybe in the evening when I put on my, my my night shorts. <laughs> As I bend down, completely relaxed to go to sleep, she just sneakily takes a picture. <laughs> From a specific angle. Then she WhatsApps me this photo. Sometimes she will put a circle around my stomach with an arrow. <laughs> so I... And then my response is always the same. So, no, the photo is lying. <laughs> and then I, uh, um, she encouraged me, okay, just stand like this in the mirror. And then, relax. No, you're not relaxing. Relax, <laughs> relax. Ah! All right, there's a problem, right? And so, uh, you know, a, a mirror is important for us to have. You know, we, we want to <clears throat> we reflect and understand how we're standing, you know, we are considered many times you know you you might uh, um, buy yourself some new clothes and and it's one thing to see yourself in the mirror but there's something else that you want to know what does people think how you look the problem with people is you know they're usually very polite so everybody is going to kind of tell you that you look nice if you ask them it's rare that people are so privileged to be married to someone like I am all right <coughs> And so, because we know people are so polite, we continuously try and figure out from their facial expression, am I really looking all right? But that's just merely appearance. The thing that's maybe even more interesting for us is, how do, the, how do the people see me? What's the mirror? For instance, do people think I'm confident? Or do they think I'm obnoxious? Do people think I'm funny? Do people think I'm not funny? 
That's a big difference. And we've all seen that guy that's completely misjudged the mirror. That think he's funny. But everybody else knows he's not funny. And somehow that mirror has not reached him. And he's continuing with the jokes. And after a while, we're laughing cringingly. Not because the person is funny, but he has misjudged that mirror completely. And then you think, shucks, do I make that mistake? What do people think about me, you know? And if I can have that answer, it would be, it would be so helpful. I need a mirror to tell me exactly who I am, at least so that I know what to change and know what to do. But there's, a, there's even a bigger mirror on, on the mirror topic here, right? That's a mirror that is woven into and infiltrated everything, everywhere that you go, that continuously tell you who you are, continuously. That mirror is, is, is woven into your classroom, it's woven into your workspaces, it's woven into YouTube, it's woven into the TV, it's woven in, 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 in pick and pay, in, in checkers, in ev everywhere. Everywhere that thing is woven in, and you don't even know that it's a mirror, but it continuously tells you how good you are, continuously tells you where you fit in, it continuously tells you what you need to change, what you need to do in order to fit the bowl. Now, I, uh, a, a couple of years ago, uh, um, I uh, watched the program, I was just kind of flipping for channels and I got to this music music channel that at that time had like for a week every week they had a story about most famous singers now uh, music artists they they at the peak of their career top 10 charge or like top chart like top song by far it was like incredible these guys in the peak of their careers you, I mean you, you can't be more famous I mean it's like top 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 and so for 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 a week long every night they had a story about some person there. And uh, it was interesting for me. I, I don't think the, the guy that put it together had that intent at all, at all. But every night when I watched it, every one of these artists <laughs> at the peak of their career tried to commit suicide, either pulled it off or tried to, or were just, I mean, they were in this category. So what happened with them is their whole life they had a mirror in front of them and they would look at themselves and said, look, you just need to change this then. You just need to do this then. And so they've given themselves completely for this thing. And at the end of their lives, on the epitome of the, of the peak of it, when they did everything that the mirror would tell them they must do, they still realized they're the unhappiest people. On the face of the earth, the mirror was a lie. But yet we are completely, completely subjected to this mirror everywhere and every day. There's another mirror. This is a cool mirror. This mirror, by the way, the first mirror is the world. The spirit of the world, right? It's everywhere. Oh yeah, it's in the church. It's in the church. It's right here amongst us. It's right here amongst us. Depending on what you do or not do, 
Yes, you feel good or not good. That mirror told you that. But then there's another mirror. And that mirror is the face of our Father. It's the face of our Father. Right? And there's this battle every day for your heart to choose what mirror you're going to look at. Right? The mirror of the face of my Father is different. Through Jesus Christ, it says that while I was still a sinner, ooh, I tell you, you looked in that mirror while I was still a sinner, not a good sight. But it says, while I was still a sinner, God loved me. While I was still a sinner, he loved me and he gave himself for me. While I was still terrible in everything that I do, and people would not have just initially said, oh, you're the Domni. No, they wouldn't have done that. Well, they would have, at least that would be the last thing that they would have said about me. That's the time that God said, I love you. I put value on you. And I'm going to give my son to you as the value that I put on you. Regardless of what I've done, regardless of what I've accomplished, value has been placed on me through the gift of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to use an example here to you guys sometimes. My wife initially gave, uh, we don't use notes anymore, but I, she had a note. It was bigger when she gave it to me. It became smaller. <laughs> I said, yeah, I don't want to use the money. I just want to use an example at church. I said, here it is. But it, the note has changed in the meanwhile. <laughs> it was a blue one. Now it's a brown one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. All right. We, we understand the value of this thing, right? in your hand. <laughs> yeah. Look, that's 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 pretty much what happens with some of us. <laughs> You won't believe it, but the value stayed exactly the same. Right? It did. It did. It did. You might not want to handle it as quickly, but <laughs> but the value you want. <laughs> the, the, the value stays stays the same. Now, um, <clears throat> I uh, um, have been considering our lovely lovely town, Stellenbosch. And I know not everybody's here in Stellenbosch, but at least please just consider with us because I think Stellenbosch represents something that um, uh, of the spirit of this world which would be applicable to anybody that's outside of Stellenbosch as well. So I'm speaking to everybody. But I just want to mention a couple of things of this town and the mirror that is created here, which you are facing every day of your life. In the time of Jesus, there were three, if I can say, spirits, or three, oh, that sounds a bit tricky. Yeah, there was three, three things, three powers that determined the mirror of this world very distinguishedly. And firstly was the Greeks, well, not in any specific order, but Greeks, the Romans, and the Jews, right? 
The Greeks was the intellectuals, the sophisticated of the time. The Romans was the powerful, the conquerors of the time. And the Jews were the religious of the time. Now, you won't believe it, but Stellenbosch in South Africa is the capital of intellectualism, is the capital of the powerful, right? We have our own mafia here. <laughs> and it's the religious capital of South Africa. And this thing, these three powers, if you may, everywhere where you go, forms a certain mirror which you consider yourself in and look at yourself in and will tell you certain things about yourself. So the first thing I want us quickly to go is 1 Corinthians 1. It's going to be a little bit of a longer portion, but you guys can stick with me. It says, For the word of the cross is folly, foolishness, to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribes? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly, through the foolish of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demanded a sign and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. To that mirror, you guys seem pretty stupid. Not many were powerful according to that mirror. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in this world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in this world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in this world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. Now, one of the things that I have found over time with us, one of the, the, the things that people fear the most in my dealings with people is to be called a fool. And I've seen even amongst Christian circles, now listen here, Christians have done foolish things, not in the name of Jesus, well, in the name of Jesus, but God was not in it. I know people spray doom in the name of Jesus. I know people have treated the scripture like, you know, it's so cringy, you just like, uh, and, and, and everything that we do, we don't want to be associated with this. I praise God that there is people where, have uh, um, debaters and people that can defend our faith and stand with it strong in a wise and intellectual way. I praise God for that, right? But I'm telling you there's something, there's something that can creep in our hearts that is so scared, so scared to be grouped with that group that are being looked down to as foolish that we would sometimes 
compromise on the truth. Here's the thing. We can't, we can't sidestep this. We can't sidestep, sidestep this walk of God. We walk by faith and not by sight. And somewhere down the line, when you're going to follow God, the intellectual mind is going to look down on you. It is impossible. Listen to me. It is impossible. You're going to have two mirrors in front of you. And the one mirror, God's going to say, I desire to live amongst a contrite and a humble spirit. I love seeing you in that state. And you're going to stand in front of that other mirror and it's going to say foolish and weak. Foolish and weak. If you have not been pointed out as foolish and weak, you have not followed God. If you want to avoid the tag of foolish and weak, you will not be able to follow God. Because in the one mirror would require something that the other mirror will tell you foolish and weak. It's unavoidable. I've got a, my friend, I see him here, Petrus. So Petrus, I've, I've known for many years. Petrus, if anybody has been around him, would know this man. Petrus, what are you studying? Don't think about it. I mean, <laughs> mechanical engineering. Busy with his master's, I think. He is. So I, I've known him as, as one of the more intellectual people that I know. He's a thinker. And he wants things logically, right? Yes. <laughs> right? Petrus will not spray you with doom <laughs> in the name of Jesus. He won't do that, right? I, I, I have not seen him as a man that's reasonable, right? But I know that's been a battle for him. The foolishness on the one side and pleasing to God on the other side. So one day, I'm in a meeting. I'm in a meeting. You will only appreciate it if you know Petrus. I'm in a meeting. And the next moment I look up on the stage, Petrus, I don't think it was a ballet, but it was a dance. It was something close to a ballet. It was undignified, let me tell you. Pietrus danced, he twirled and he danced and he did moves like, you, you know, Christian dancing, you know, it can get so cringy that, and that, you know, I, we, we, all, we all have kind of labored for that stuff, you know, it was none of that stuff, it was raw, and when he did that, I felt the anointing that I've seldom felt in my life, it was foolish, but the power of God were displayed, more than any you know, string of words that could have been put together. It would move God. You know what I noticed today? I just, I didn't plan it. It was just so funny. Firstly, a woman comes up that is deaf and read a verse. It's like, sorry guys, my English is really terrible. I'm deaf. She is, she was not lying. She's deaf. And then, Someone had just lost a child. 
comes to the front. And then the lady that's in a wheelchair her whole life shares a word. I, I, I mean, we didn't ask that for effect. <laughs> that was just showed through this whole thing. It's like God came and he, what would have been considered as weak. And he pulled them out this morning. And he, and he moved, <laughs> he chose to move through that. So powerful, right? When God's wisdom comes. Journey of faith and a journey of following God will inevitably at some stage bring you before that mirror of this world and coin you as foolish and weak. If you want to avoid that mirror, I'm telling you, you can't follow God. You can't follow God. If that mirror is going to have that impact on you, you're in trouble. Right? The second one is, is the Roman. Is the Roman one. You know, I, <clears throat> I have the privilege if in, in, in being in Stellenbosch. And I'm, I've, yeah, I, I, I'm, me and my wife, since we've been here, it's four, four to five years now. It's been the most incredible time, the type of people that we were able to work. It's, it's the cream of the crop sometimes. But I've never seen, at times, such a bunch of anxious people. I, I'm, I'm, I'm honest with you. It's almost like that mirror telling you, it's, you know, if a mirror tells you you have to climb a tree, even though you're a fish, it's terrible. So the poor fish feel the need to climb the tree all the time. Because the myrrh tells them, if you want to be something, you need to be able to climb a tree. Never mind whether the fish is great at the swim. It feels the need to climb the tree. I've seen yearly people studying things that comes out of a result of looking into the wrong myrrh. I've seen yearly people choosing careers that comes out of a view of the wrong myrrh. I've seen people under financial stress every year <laughs> because they've looked under the wrong mirror. This mirror have told them, if you, if you want to be anything, regardless of anything, you need to. You need to do or study or, or dress or, or have this thing. And it's a fruit of... <laughs> look, the fruit of it is anxiety and the fruit of it is stress. The last one, I'm running through these ones. The last one is the Jewish one, is the religious one, you know. <clears throat> it's interesting, you know, I, I've, uh, um, again, I've, I've really had the privilege not only to have a very honest wife, but also a wife that comes from a different culture that I have been. So I, 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 uh, um, I realized that because I grew up in a certain culture, it's become very much my mirror. And it's become normal for me. And it's been great to have a reflection, a different mirror that says, no, that's not normal. Right? I, I look at the, I'm, 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 I'm hitting the Afrikaner a little bit today because that's who I am and I'm, therefore I can do it. I'll be gracious to the English. All right? And the, and the, and the, and the, 
help me closer. <laughs> All right. But but one of the things about the Afrikaner is that <laughs> I didn't understand it and I didn't know it, but there's a little bit of pretense with an Afrikaner when it comes to the ref the Blinkan Boer is quite a high value. Yatani. Yawum. And sometimes, you know, that training <laughs> to carry that face outside is what we would know. It's just friendliness. But many times it's merely a pretense, right? And I, I was like, that's just how you operate, you know? It's like, regardless of anything, you know, just smile. I mean, <laughs> and uh, um, uh, it, it was pointed out to me that that's actually, it's actually just a pretense many times. It doesn't helpful. It's not deal. Another thing with an Afrikaner is that's good people, eh? It's good people. Afrikaners, and I mean, when you want to do it right, it's important to be balanced, right? We have God. We have careers. But we like things balanced. We hate it when it's too much when it's too radical we like it balanced one of the biggest challenge for the afrikaner is good has become the wrong mirror instead of god and so people have substitute god with good and i've seen people that have settled with the good mirror <laughs> And I'm telling you, as long as they can stay well in the bounds of that good mirror, it's fine. But let them stand in front of, let them become God people, not good people. Leister, oh, I also follow God, but I mean, there needs to be balanced. I also know God. But listen, you can't. And so at the end, you know, the biggest enemy of God is good. I sometimes enjoy, you know, the English junkies, you know. There was a joke. These um, they they're easier in that regard. There isn't that 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 line between God and good. It's just one O, but it's a massive one. It's a massive, massive, massive one that needs to be taken down. You know. It's interesting, you know, as 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 with our religious one, as as with the religious one, how quickly we train ourselves. In, in an environment, you know, to, um, to say the right things. It's interesting with the Jews, you know, they, they've got certain religious markings that they have on them. You know, they paid a big price for it. Can you imagine circumcision? That's a big price. Ask any guy, right? And they would carry these markings. They would carry, quoting scripture. Who knows the Bible like a Jew? They could quote it all. They had all the right sayings. And yet when they stood in front of the one mirror, the more they say all this, were able to quote the scripture, show their circumcision, show all their good act. And then they will stand in front of the other mirror that would look way behind, way beyond all of those things and look right in the heart. He says, I don't care about the circumcision of the flesh. I just care about the circumcision of the heart. It's interesting in the church, guys, if I can just say this, you know, because 
I, I think we tried to live pretty free, you know. It was like a shock to me today that I, I got the Domini card out, you know. But uh, I think we try and live pretty free here. And, you know, we, we, we try and be open and real with one another. That's a high value for us. If you weren't with us, that's what you will see. We try to be real. And we try to be uh, um, transparent and open with one another. We try and steer away from fakeness and all those type of things. But I'm telling you, as much in the world, there are certain positions in the world that gives man status. So there is in the church and even amongst us. I want to say, how do you feel? Well, some of you, it might be relevant for others not. But how do you feel if you've been used today? If you could preach, if you could, if you could lead worship or you're not, if you were, were made an official leader or not, somehow the link to it, I'm telling you, that's irrelevant in front of the mirror of God. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything for Him. But yet with us, we are so drawn and pulled to this. Okay. Now, um, Paul comes and he gives this awesome, awesome verse in Galatians 6, verse 14. <laughs> and I say awesome verse, Lilani, that's the key. <laughs> But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by which this world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Now, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a terrible thing. We're bound by this mirror. Every person is bound by this mirror. Every person is bound by this mirror. Wherever you walk, you're bound by this mirror. And tell you who you are. And tell you how valuable you are. And tell you whether you're a failure. And just like those... Those real suckers that actually at the end of their lives looked at that mirror and they said, no, more, more, more. And at the end of their lives, when they got to the peak of their careers, they were the, still the most unhappiest people on the face of the earth. You can't escape that mirror. It's everywhere. And then Paul comes and he says this powerful, powerful thing. He says that mirror that has been every man on the face of the earth has been subjected to it. Every, face of, every person on the face of the earth had to face this thing every day of their lives. Paul says the power of that thing has been broken over us through the cross of Jesus Christ. And see, suddenly we've been placed in front of another mirror, the face of our Father. Now here's the thing. The man or woman that are free from that mirror will be the man that this world will have no power over. And the world hates it. The only way that, that this world can manipulate you to dance according to its tunes is through that mirror. The day you are set free from that mirror and no longer allow that mirror to dictate anything, and the day you can stand for this one mirror, which is the face of your father, you are the freest person on the face of the earth. You are the freest person in the face of the earth. The problem is, the problem is that mirror still, still, uh, still promises us or still pretends our need for it. But today, as Paul in the reality could say, the truth is that mirror has lost its power over me. And the power would be the day I can turn and look to this new mirror that's only available for the children of God, the face of our Father. Oh, the 
true mirror. It gives every man value, not according to what he's done, not according to the standards of this world, but simply on the base of the work of Jesus Christ. There's one last mirror that I want to speak I uh, um I remember when I was um in uh, in school there was a girl she was quite a clever girl we we look, I I don't know if they do, still do it um like they do it today like an hour day in school but we had in our grade I think it was uh, in, in the grades it was like seven classes or something and they and they group you from from I'm going to say it now as it is at least from from clever to well it's, I don't know if it's clever but from high marks to low marks I mean, you pretty, you pretty quickly see where you fit in, depending on what class you are in, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the, the other thing that Narcos struggles with is the Afrikaner competitiveness in everything that they do. But, but so there was this girl that she, she was in class one, right? She deserves there, according to her marks. But she... she she was in class one, but she was on the lower lower scale of the class one. So 90% in the exam would be kind of frowned upon. Like, I've got 90% and everybody else got full marks. It's like, and she said, she said to me, she begged the teacher, please put me in the other class. So that in the other class, when I get my marks, I get a 90. Everybody's going to go like, Whoa. same mark. One, one mirror goes, other mirror goes like, wow. So for her, she, dis she liked the other mirror more. She wanted to be the cleverest one in the class, even though it's the class number two. So she, she, she begged the teachers to take her there. Now, uh, <laughs> we judge ourselves. See, the mark is 90, whether it's in class one or class two. It stays the same. But the mirror changes. Right? We judge ourselves in comparing with others. We judge ourselves in comparison with other people. And how we fit in and the result of our exams, we look not. So, should you have been married by this time? My friends are. Should you have this type of salary by this time? Well, this is what my friends are earning. Should I have been by this time, this type of leadership position in the church? Well, my friends. But... And so, <laughs> do you see the snag of this thing that's pulling us sideways all along? Now, there's a verse, there's a verse in Isaiah 41 verse 10. This verse was quite special for me today. I, when I get tired, my eyes roam. My eyes don't roam to golds and that type of stuff. My eyes roam to the wrong mirror. And there was a time in, I think it was last week, that for a moment, well, maybe not for a moment, I kind of make it easy now. Uh, my eyes roamed. And I started comparing myself with the churches in town. And I went like, oh, shucks, they did this by this time. Suddenly, the contentment in my life started changing. I, I, must, I must change something. I must do something. 
suddenly I considered myself in, 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 in many things. I tried to, I, I'm thinking like, well, I know I'm a fish, but at least I should try and climb this tree. You know, I, I sometimes use this example, but you, but you know, uh, um, for, 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 for uh, Jacob to get the blessing of his father. You know Jacob, his father is ab about to bless them, Isaac is about to bless them. And what he does is he first blesses the oldest son, just Esau. But Jacob wanted the blessing of his father. What did he do? He manipulated himself. He made himself hairy. He's not hairy, but he made himself hairy. Because somehow he believed that hairy is the, where the blessing is. So you see your brothers and sisters being blessed because of who they are. And you're thinking the blessing is trying to be like that. And you manipulate yourself, trying to be a fish climbing a tree, which is simply, simply just comparison, right? And this verse says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. Now, what I like about the translation that I had, <laughs> the verse says this, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. I think anxiety has crept on with us. Anxiety has crept in amongst us. Anxiety is a direct result of looking into the wrong mirror. Anxiety is a direct result of looking into the wrong mirror. And I realized suddenly there was an anxiousness of me that I need to change and I need to do something else. I'm going to land with this example. It's one of my favorite portions, and I know I mention it every now and then. But in Philippians 2, Philippians 2, it's been a, it's been a, a cool portion for our calm. We've been going through it. But in Philippians 2, Jesus has two mirrors. One mirror. You are equal to God. You're equal to God. Jesus is equal to God. Son of God, equal to God. Other mirror. You know, it's interesting. Have you ever wondered why Judas had to kiss Jesus? Judas had to kiss Jesus because Jesus looked just like everybody else. Jesus didn't have a super white suit. He combed his hair in a way like no other guy could comb it in, you know. And he spoke in a voice that just make it clear he's different than the others. He didn't have all of those things. He looked just like everybody else. It says in Isaiah 50, when you look at him, there was nothing that you would desire. Sorry, girls, thinking Jesus was the prettiest guy, most handsome guy around. There's no indication that he was. He looked just like everybody else. Now, he looked just like everybody else. Now, he grew up in a fairly, fairly common household. He become quite low. He becomes uh, a servant. He's been treated as a thief, not as a thief, as a, as a, a criminal, ultimately to the death, ultimately being killed for that. That's his one mirror. Nobody sees him for who he is. They judge him. And they looked at him according to the world standard, and he's nothing. You're equal to God in front of that other mirror. And then it says, even though it was equal to God, he never 
grab. He never strife. You know what's my problem? I know who I am before God. But every now and then when I looked at this mirror, they don't know who I am. I need to show them. And I start grabbing. And I start striving. I can't just rest in front of this mirror, which is the face of my father. If this mirror causes me to strive the whole time to be something or to establish something. And the verse says, even though he was equal to God, he never found a need to grab for it, to strive for it. Whoa, 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 Jesus. You're becoming a servant here. You need to do something. It's time to step up. I don't need to. I know who I am. Whoa, 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 Jesus. They're busy. They're busy mocking you. They're busy killing you. This is not right, Jesus. It's time to just flash a little bit. Oh, not necessary. I know who I am. And he never, never grabbed. Never, never strive. And then that portion ends and says, for that reason, for that reason, God exalted him. For that reason, a man that kept it like this, never, for that reason, God exalted him. Gave him the name that is above every other name. You know how it is with us, you know. Sometimes we just feel the cloak, the way that people see to us is a little bit too common. I don't know, I sometimes get it. I'm, I'm, I just need to flash a little bit. Quote a few extra verses. Uh -uh. You know, when I was uh, um, in Russia working with the churches over there and all that. You know what I mean, you know. I just sometimes feel the need to. To flash, just so that they can see who they're dealing with. Jesus never did that. Oh man, and could he flash? <gasps> Equal to God. Call, call, call legions of angels, just like this. <gasps> never. Just kept it like this. Just kept it like this. Never. Jesus had this testimony. That he was more joyous and more happy than any other person on the face of the earth. No wonder if you look into that mirror versus that mirror. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for us. And I'm going to pray that the mirror that is around us. You know that Jesus already break his power. It's just now for us to take hold of it. And no longer look in it. Can I say this? If you struggle with anxiety, like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't want to generalize so much and blanket everything. I know that there's all kinds of things that can go wrong. I'm not that foolish, you know. But I'm telling you, most of the cases, simply a result of looking into the wrong mirror. Today we can be free. We can free. And look in the true mirror, which is the face of our Father, 
in the work of Jesus. Father, I thank you that we were once a people bound to be weighed, to be valued concerning this mirror that's everywhere. But I thank you, Father, for the power of the cross. You have broken the, 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 the hold and our, us being subjected to that thing once and for all. Father, that mirror does not define us. You define us. And Father, we want to stand today on that truth. On this truth. The reality of that. And choose to look at the mirror. That's the face of the Father. That truly judges us. Truly values us. Set us free. Father, I pray that as we turn to the face of the Father, that anxiety, strife, stress, and worry would lose its power over all of us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we will be the freest people on the face of the earth. A people that the spirit of this age hate because it cannot manipulate us. Because we find who we are in the heart of our Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks, Claire. So if you are visiting, please remember you can hand in your slips there at the coffee machine, grab a free coffee. If you haven't gotten a form yet, you can just ask there, there at the info desk. And then for anyone who wants to help out, please remember to go speak to Joe, who's going to be there at the coffee shop. Please hang around. We really.